Now, I think in sales, um, and you know, most of you, if you're trying to really be your own boss, and um, the quick start is huge, and it correlates with deals with risk and uncertainty because it's scary to go off on your own, right? And um, the important thing here to understand is even if you're a quick start at a number eight, like Chanel and I, which is in the maxed category of innovate, the middle category is modify and the um, smaller category is stabilize. It doesn't mean that you don't finish things, <laughs> okay? Um, it just means you're really good at making quick decisions and you'll, you'll innovate as it needs to happen. Welcome to the Juicy Closers Podcast, where it's all about juicing your sales game so you can earn more money in less time. Join us in creating Yes Closers. Subscribe now to never miss a juicy tip. Now, here are your hosts, Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Hey, Tina. Hey, hey, Janelle. How are you doing? I am great. We have... uh... We've had a really good week, really fun week, right? Yes, we got to do some fun shopping virtually, um, and we're actually shopping for a branding photographer. It's been a long time. Well, actually, we've never taken real legit photos together besides the ones on my iPhone on vacations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, we had a, a very fun, informal Tina has Tina's iPhone photo shoot in Punta Cana. Three years ago, basically, I yeah. think it was like yeah, three years, le- three years April, basically. So yeah, it was. I mean, I'm surprised it turned out as good as it did. Yeah, <laughs> with my little clicker, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure in some of those photos you see that clicker in my hand too, which is hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. Time to up level, definitely, and it's been really interesting and fun to see how. Uh, you know, we love to see sales presentations and how people do their sales. It's really funny. I think people have a little bit of a complex about it when they know that we're in sales. I know we've had some conversations where people are like, I better do this right. They're in sales. And <laughs> I think we're actually quite forgiving. But the, between the two of us, we always discuss, oh, they could, if they just did this, there would be so, they'd have so many more sales. Like, <laughs> I know. I mean, it was so funny because we were kind of leading that conversation most of the time. Like I was waiting for them to help guide us through, okay, well, how does your conversations go? <laughs> and it was like, hey, tell me about you. I'm like, okay, what, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> we're so used to how a sales conversation is supposed to be run <clears throat> that when it's not run that way, we're, we're kind of like, wait, what's happening here? Um, yeah, where are we? Exactly. Who, who are we? What's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then typically you and I will kind of take over things. I think actually at the end of these conversations, you've been the one to be like, so how much do you charge? And like, what's the next yeah. step? And what do we do from here? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because we were so good at conversations and rapport that when there is kind of that dead time, you know, the the space in between, you're like, awkward, okay, what, who's going to talk next? And when there's three of us, it's really hard because we tend to cut each other off sometimes without realizing. Uh, and then we just, I just want to know, hey, I don't, I don't want to talk for another 30 minutes, like close the sale here. <laughs> Tell yeah. me what I need to do. <laughs> 
I think we're actually really good buyers as well. Um, and for anyone yep. who's listening who has ever decided not to go to a sales presentation, stop that. You are going to learn so much from a sales pitch. Like if you've been offended that somebody said, oh, you know, come to this conference. And then at the end of the conference, they so- they got up on the stage and they sold something and you were like, oh my God, I can't believe that they tried to sell me something. I'm sorry. First of all, that's the first thing that you need to change is being open-minded to being sold to. Because being sold to can be a really fun experience because you get to try on like, oh, would I like that? Would I not? It's not as if somebody's doing some sort of weird, I don't know, um, manipulative mind Jedi trick on you when they do a sales presentation. They're just offering you the opportunity to see something that you might not have seen if you were um, somewhere else. Yeah, I love that you said that. Um, that's so true. Just assume that every single presentation you go to will have a sales pitch because I can guarantee it will. And if you come into that mindset knowing it, there will be, and then you have the opportunity to say no, but now you're more educated, it's a way better um, mindset coming into it than like, oh, they're not going to sell me anything. And then when they do, you get upset, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's fantastic, Janelle. And you're right. You learn a lot. You learn a lot about how you don't like to sell or be sold to. And mm-hmm. that is super value because, you know, when you go to these, when you're shopping around for things, there's certain ways that people try to sell to you that you're so turned off by that you're like, oh my gosh, that was terrible. I would never do it like that. Yeah. That in itself is a huge lesson because now you know, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to say those things. I will not make them feel like that. Yeah. Um, In fact, if you want a free education in sales and you're new to sales, this is what I would suggest. Go and watch as many sales presentations in all sorts of different industries as you can. Next time you go out to eat, watch how the server recommends things. Go into a, a retail shop, go car shopping, go house shopping, look for a service, like do, do all of it with the intention of you're probably not going to buy any of it, but you want to learn how great people sell, how other people are selling stuff and what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. And even if you're a super experienced salesperson, same thing, you're going to pick up some things that you're like, oh, that was really good. I've never thought of you saying it like that or, you know, asking those things um, or vice versa. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so either way, it's a good lesson learned. Yeah. Um, so in, in great, fact, great tips. That just inspired me. I think we're going to put this in sales camp. When we offer sales camp, we're going to make this an assignment for people to go and watch a sales presentation and write down what they liked and what they didn't like. Um, you get it for Ooh, free yeah. here first, but in sales camp, it will <laughs> actually be an assignment, uh, which will be really fun. That's a fun homework assignment. And that might be just like, go out and have dinner. Yeah. Or go <laughs> see go, how- go shoe shopping. There's a whole Ooh, yeah. art to shoe shopping as well. Um, so good. Clothes shopping. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love shopping, as you can tell. But um, good news. We think we found the perfect branding photographer for ourselves. And so we're looking forward to actually getting really nice photos done. And that way we can start being more visible on the websites and um, on social media. Yeah, who knows? Maybe even the artwork for this podcast might change depending on what happens with those photos. You never know how they're, mm-hmm. you know, what what will happen we once just, they come out. 
So we might just have this amazing glamour shot of Janelle. <laughs> oh, Tina. I, she's, she's been laughing at me because I tell all the photographers, this is not a glamour shot. I'm not trying out for model of the year. Um, <laughs> I'm running a business and I I'm definitely have already won and you have too. We've co-won salespeople of the year. So uh, we're just getting it. we're yes. getting photos to celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And so that's actually a good segment into more talk on personalities, especially of great salespeople. Um, and obviously in photos, you want your personalities to shine. So there's my segue in. But Janelle um, brought back up her Kobe results. Uh, yes. And if you've never done a Kobe test before, highly recommend it. Janelle, tell us more about um, Kobe. Yeah, it's it's spelled K-O-L-B-E. Um, I think you can just go to K-O-L-B-E.com, Colby Corp. And um, they give you a number score based on four different areas. Um, and mine, the, the four different areas are fact finder, uh, how much you like to gather and share information follow through, how you arrange and design things in your life, quick start, how you deal with risk and uncertainty, and implementer, how you handle space and intangibles. And tangibles. And I'm laughing because I'm like almost the lowest you can be on the implementator, on the implementer side of things on the Colby. But when people talk about their Colby scores, they're like, what was your Colby score? And then they they rattle off four numbers. And I always forget mine. So I had to pull it up today. And Tina and I were chatting. We're like, oh, wow, we forgot about this, this, and this because we did it three years ago. And it was so valuable when we did it. Um, I want to go back through and read mine. But mine, I'm a six on the fact finder, a five on the follow through, an eight quick start, which means that's really my highest thing. And two is implementor. And what are you, Tina? Um, and just curious if you know this, Janelle, is one the lowest score and 10 the highest? Yes. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I say that because it gives me reference of where I stand. Um, so fact finder for me is a three. And follow through is a four, which I laugh because I'm like, how the heck do I finish anything? Um, <laughs> quick start <laughs> is an eight. So we're both very high on the quick start. And implementer is a three. And we'll go through each of this kind of a little bit more so we understand what the heck those numbers even mean. But um, what's interesting is Janelle and I are very similar. Yeah, we're pretty close. And we both are an eight on the quick start, which most entrepreneurs are very high quick starts. So in the industry that we're in, oftentimes people will be like, I'm a quick start. And everyone will nod their heads and nod. Yeah, the last segment that we did, I we we shared our Myers Briggs results, and that the two of us were the same on Myers Briggs, and we're fairly close on Colby. Um, so originally, when we took this, we had this idea of well, if we are truly trying to clone ourselves when we're hiring, we should take all these personality tests and then have potential hires take some personality tests just to see how closely they would align with our personality <laughs> types. <laughs> Yeah. And it's interesting because what we find is with our team, um, sometimes you need people that balance out the other parts. So that way, you know, if I'm lower on the follow through and my um, 
my team member is high on that, that means that I know that's going to get done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we definitely have found that having the people who support us be stronger in these areas that we're weaker in is really helpful and important because otherwise, if you're just all playing to the same strengths, no one's actually doing the thing. No one's actually following through if you're low on follow through. So, yep. Yeah. And um, so I'm just going to quickly summarize which each piece means and like that way you have a better understanding. And then we highly encourage you to go take yours um, and let us know. Let us know who you are. Um, post to it on our social media. Kind of give us some details on where you're at. And and the perfect thing about this, what I love is when you get your score from Kobe, it says at the top, congratulations, Tina, you got a perfect score on the Kobe A index. And it doesn't matter what your score is, it's always a perfect score. So they definitely know personality and way to make me feel good. <laughs> yeah, read that first part that they gave you to the first couple sentences underneath that, because I'm curious how different it is from mine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good idea. So it says, you are uniquely able to take on future-oriented challenges. You lead the way to visionary possibilities and create what others said couldn't be done. You'll say yes before you even know the end of the question, then turn it into a productive adventure. So true. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. <laughs> and, and that corresponds well with my fact finder of a three because three means I'm really simplified in gathering and sharing information. Just give me the simplified version. I'll figure it out the rest versus someone that ha um, scores higher is more in that explain stage and then even higher is specify. So if you're super high in fact finder, you're the one that needs to know all the nitty gritty tells of facts, all the instructions to a T before you build a table. Um all of those things. And me, I just glance and figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm a slightly higher fact finder than you, which is why I like courses and I like, I'm very um, linear sometimes. I really like knowing, oh, this is my step one. This is my step two. This is my step. Like I feel calmer when I know mm -hmm. that. But yesterday, I, we forgot to mention this. Um, we had a very fun staff crafting retreat hour um, where we all <laughs> painted. I shouldn't even be the one describing this because uh, I'm not, this is not my wheelhouse. Tina, you describe what it was that we were doing yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because Janelle is the one that picked out this activity. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a welcome mat, um, you know, the floor mats that you step on before you get into the house. And um, our team member was able to pick all the designs that they want in the colors that they want. And literally, we have a, a stencil that they provided for us to paint the colors we want on there. And so mine says hello one way. And then when you step out the other way, it says goodbye. Some of our other team members have really funny ones. One was uh, my favorite uh, cover charge tacos or wine. So, you know, our, our personalities shine through with each um, member and what they're looking to do. But I think what Janelle's coming at is it was so interesting to see who was very good at following instructions and who was really frustrated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the instructions weren't that great. I mean, it was a whole long page of them. And I, who normally am like one, two, three, four, five, I've just sort of glanced at it and went, this shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> and and I'm also not that patient. So I I went for okay, I'm going to put the stencil down and I'm going to make this as easy as possible on myself. <laughs> but 
that was my personality type shining through. Um, yeah. And I didn't even read the instructions. I looked at this and I'm like, this is pretty obvious. I'm just going to cut out the stencil, put it on the mat, paint on it. It's all good. <laughs> and then we had one team member who's like wanting to teach us, do the tutorial, you know, oh, yeah. as we got started. And uh, we had others who were like, I'm just doing my own thing here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it was fantastic. Um, great, great show of personalities and um, how you how you work, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but Janelle, I'm curious, what was your little summary? Yeah, so mine was uh, slightly different. Um, you're terrific when juggling rapidly changing priorities. You are known for taking risks that are grounded in practical realities. You don't mess around with what has always been done, but temper your trial and error approach by strategizing options. And it was that last part that I was thinking about in sales in particular, because uh, I definitely have done a trial and error approach and strategize it. And then once I find something that works, I stick to it like glue. So I will, I'll do some trial and error with my scripts. I will ask some different questions. I will um, throw a different bonus in. I'll try some different things. And then once I find success, I'm like, done. I'm keeping that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, And that's a great way to go about it. Nothing wrong with it. Um, And then there's me who (laughs) finds something that works and then always wants to make it even better. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) both are fantastic fantastic. It works. You do you. And uh, it's totally okay. Yeah. You'll have a perfect score when you do your Colby. No one fails. It's fantastic. Yes. One thing that I think was interesting about all of these is that quick start that you mentioned. Now, I think in sales um, and, you know, most of you, if you're trying to really be your own boss and um, the quick start is huge and it coordinates with deals with risk and uncertainty because it's scary to go off on your own, right? And um, the important thing here to understand is even if you're a quick start at a number eight, like Janelle and I, which is in the maxed category of innovate, the middle category is modify and the um, smaller category is stabilize. It doesn't mean that you don't finish things, <laughs> okay? Um, it just means you're really good at making quick decisions and you'll, you'll innovate as it needs to happen. And it, it's a great quality to have. Yeah, it's, um, they said it about, it's about risk as well. So both of us enjoy, I think we have different risk tolerances. I think yours is actually higher than mine in a lot of things, physical things. For, I have, I'm afraid of heights. I still fly and do other things, but like we went to Disney World together and I had my eyes closed for about half of the rides. Um, whereas, well, it was so funny because you didn't, I had no idea that she was afraid of heights and like roller coasters. And so when we we're at Disneyland, I got her to go on the highest one. And then at the end of it, she's like, I've been terrified. I'm terrified of heights. I'm like, oh my gosh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was still, it was still a lot of fun. It was good for me, but it was definitely like, am I going to die? Am I going to, I would look around and I'd be like, that five-year-old is on this ride. You can do this, Janelle. Like, (laughs) but oh my goodness, you were so calm and cool and collected. So I didn't know you internalized that well. It wasn't until we got the photo with your eyes completely shut and like terrified that I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) 
the psychologist and you're like, let's dig into this. What's happening? Um, but no, were you terrified? <laughs> but in like life situations, like I would move on a dime if if it was a, if it was available to me to you know move to another country without like without it being a hassle or it being a problem or there being any paperwork, I la- I would absolutely do it. I would jump into a totally new situation like that culturally. That would be super fun for me. Um, and in, on a business level, um, I think we, I take, I'm like more modified than that. I'd be willing to take more practical risks, but I'm still pretty risky. I think both of us are. Yep. For sure. Um, and we tend to jump in without knowing the end result, but know the journey is going to be okay. Cause we're going to figure it out. And we do, we do every time. Um, and I think that's, a good characteristic to have, especially in sales too, because you really never know the end result. So you need to come into it with that knowing that it's going to work out (laughs) and we're going to make it happen and I'm going to make this sale. And if I don't, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Have I ever told you my most embarrassing coaching moment? I I can't remember if I, I'm pretty sure I have, but I'll I'll tell it to the, to the, to the listeners. Um, Yes. Do tell. Cause I feel like every, uh, Every month I get a new one from you. Yeah. This, is, this is juicy. <laughs> so um, I just started my business and I was working with a business coach and she had been helping tremendously. I was getting sales. I was making a living finally. And she has this, she had a sales script to follow. And it was the first time I'd used one. And I used it. And the person who I was using it with, who was a prospective client, did not say any of the things that it said they would say on the script. Oh, no. And I oh, actually no. asked my coach, I'm like, this doesn't work. Like, why did this person not say any of the things that are on the script? Like, <laughs> she's like, because it's a script? Like, she was <laughs> laughing at me. She's like, because they're a real person and not a robot. You know, you're like, I only know how to answer the questions to these. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was, I was stumped. They, they said something entirely different than what I was expecting. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. So what happened? Oh, I don't know if that person bought, I don't think they bought, but I figured it out <laughs> that people are not robots and um, that they don't have the same script as I do. Where yeah. at the end, they're like, yes, I want to buy. Um. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. And, you know, I think a lot of people here can relate to that, especially if you're new. Um, but even if you're not, sometimes you're new to a new uh, sales gig or job or representing a new client. And so it's a learning curve for everybody, right? Yeah, it is. And so if you've asked those kind of questions, don't worry. It's going to get better. And uh, sales is a lot easier than that. Um, so definitely go take your Colby. We had also put together a list of characteristics that we've seen in highly successful salespeople and not to say, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but within our own personalities that we wanted to point out in case you're a listener who is looking to hire someone in your sales team and you want to find, you want to figure out, you know, what kind of person is actually a really good fit. Um, for that, that job. Yes. Okay. Tell us more. 
Yeah, so I wrote down a these are more qualities. They're not necessarily personality types that you would take a personality test for, but they're qualities to look for. And I think you could probably ask questions that would get to whether someone is like this or just even knowing being around their vibe. Um so I will say if someone's a great salesperson or if they're wanting to do sales, they're probably great in their interview. So some of these things you'll have to test for outside of the interview because they will fool you. Um, and all of a sudden you'll realize, oh, they weren't that other thing that I really needed. Um, <laughs> so, um, yep. so some personalities, obviously you want someone who's great with people and who's energetic and who likes people. You can still have, as we've talked about before, introverts as salespeople, but if someone is really not inquisitive if they don't if they're not curious about other people um if they're if they don't have high energy i wouldn't hire them how about you tina yeah yep and you know what these people are going to weed themselves out for you because um if they don't like people and like to talk and be around people they're terrified of sales so i got a lot of friends that are like oh you're so good at just you know say, saying the things doing the things you know connecting with everybody it freaks me out. I can never sell. And I'm like, that's perfect. This sale's not for you. (laughs) I can't do brain surgery, nor would I ever try. In fact, here's another phobia that I have. Well, I get kind of like weak in the knees whenever I hear about any sort of accident that someone's had, or like if they're, if, if something's broken on someone's body, I'm like, I don't want to hear about it. Please don't talk to me about it. Um, (laughs) so obviously I should not be in healthcare. So this is, apparent, you know, like I can be in sales, but I should not be in medical sales. (laughs) That's right. Janelle could probably sell other things that doesn't involve body fluids and injuries. Yes. (laughs) Knee replacements, stunt. Yeah. Nope. Not my thing. Which is funny because I wanted to do medical sales. um, And I've always been fascinated because I did want to be a doctor growing up um, and I watch a ton of medical shows still and I watch all the operation parts and you know that's not all real but it fascinates me and if I could go back and really dive into it I would 100% be good with being a surgeon I think it is so cool yeah my, my <laughs> nephew is in medical sales and my niece is a doctor and she went during her uh training to become a doctor the first time she was in surgery she fainted and uh it was a real problem for her like it almost she almost had to leave medical school because she kept fainting during surgery she's totally fine now so anyone working with my niece don't worry um (laughs) but my nephew who his background was in personal training and you know he just he loves body mechanics he's in medical Mm -hmm. sales and he's in the operating room for the procedure when they are replacing someone's knee or their ankle joint or whatever, and didn't faint at all, totally loves it, totally loves every part of it. And I think it's also because it's more of like a mechanic, like I'm fixing a part versus, you know, a traumatizing incident or I'm replacing (laughs) heart surgery or something like that. But Right. Yeah. It's planned out. It's not emergency, Mm -hmm. Um, even though, you know, it could escalate that way. But Thank goodness they have your nephew in there to make sure that they're using the device and installing it properly. Yeah. Um, I, I was very aware of that. And I was like, that's so cool. I yeah. gamed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm out. Um, so 
You're yeah. like, I'm going to go drink at the bar. Tell me when the surgery's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say if you're hiring, you definitely want someone who's really comfortable with what they're selling and of course, and very excited about it. Obviously, they'll they'll weed themselves out. I have not applied for any medical sales positions. So um, they should, they won't be applying, let's hope, but you definitely want to make sure that they're yeah. great with people. Um, the other thing about them that I think I, I tell all of our clients is we are competitive and we are numbers and results focused. So a good salesperson will want to know what their sales quotas are. They will want to know where they're at on their way to reaching their goal, what their conversion rates currently are, um, how much they've actually sold. And they will want you to notice and pat them on the back. <laughs> they will want yes. everyone to see the numbers and because numbers don't lie. And it is, um, it is much more, I think, as I've said before, like athletics than anything else in business because it is super like, this is my performance level. And they just, we both like to win. I think everybody likes yep. to win, right? Exactly. It's a good way to measure your success because, yeah, you can say, hey, I talked to 10 people and all 10 of them loved me, but nobody bought. <laughs> that doesn't really help you versus like I talked to 10 people and eight people bought. So obviously those eight people liked you because they wouldn't have bought if they hated you. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they liked you. They probably trusted you and they thought the product was going to really work for them. And so you want you want someone who is immediately asking you about what's your goals? What what are my targets? Um, that's a really good sign that that person is, is going to be a good salesperson um, on your team. Um, yes. Um, but do look for them being too highly competitive where they put other people down and they constantly need to win over others. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you need to make sure that they play nicely and, you know, evenly. Yeah. So everyone's rooting for each other's wins. I'm watching on Netflix a fabulous sports documentary on Formula One. Um, it's called Drive to Survive. It is so good. Doug and I are completely hooked. And talk about people who are like, I'm so competitive, I'm going to drive somebody off of the track. And oh my gosh. they could potentially die. Uh, but I'm going to win. You know, like, wow. <laughs> even though they're close friends off the track, but once they get on the track, it's like, hey, everybody yeah. for themselves, I'm in it to win it. I want a podium. And you just see it in them. Like, I'm not letting anybody get in my way. Um, yeah. So, oh, you know, this makes me think about we should find an athlete to interview and get their mindset around what it feels like right before they compete. Yes. And in their training. All right. Cool. Yes. We're going to do that. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. We're going to do that. Um, so the other part of it is you want actually someone who's both numbers, like an engineer can be really focused on numbers, but okay. Stereotypes are that they're not the greatest with people. They might be great with people, but you want somebody who's uh, got like three things that I think are pretty unique in a personality. Uh, they're numbers and results focused. They're great with people and they're creative. Um, they're funny. They like to tell stories. They're engaging. Like think about that life of the party who's always got a joke, you know, that they're going to entertain some, that somebody who's probably pretty good at sales actually. 
Um, yes. Uh, the word that comes into mind is charisma. Mm. So you will always know in a big room who has the most charisma. And they're just the most likable person there, right? Everyone yeah. wants to be around them. They're funny. They're cool. They have all the you know great things to say. They have lots of great stories and energy. Um, most likely, they're doing some kind of sales job. <laughs> yeah. Or would be a good potential. Like you could walk up to them and be like, so what, if you, what are you doing with your life? Because... I might need a salesperson. Um, yeah, and that's funny, and it speaks so true in social circles too. Like I, um, I got to hang out with one of my best friend um, and her niece, and it was a big, you know, birthday party or whatever. And this was before COVID. Uh, but I've never met the niece's husband, and I know all about him because you know she talks about him all the time. Um, if you're listening, Josh, yes, I'm talking about you. Um, but I've never met him before. And at the party, we just kind of gelled. We just start talking, laughing. And then later on, I, he realized I was in sales. And he's like, I'm going into sales. I'm like, oh, totally makes sense. The salespeople found each other. Exactly. <laughs> Such a good story. That's, yeah, the person who holds everybody's attention, probably going to be great at sales. Um, and then finally, I think the thing that... Uh, I don't see as often in great salespeople, or I don't see as often in salespeople, but it's definitely there for great salespeople is someone who is detail oriented, almost obsessive about it and is up for a challenge. Like tech does not scare them. Um, they're willing to follow through. They have the mental motivation inside internal motivation to drive themselves. Um, so you definitely want someone who's got some of those more, uh, good work skills just in general, good, you know, I'm, I'm gonna reach my goals skills. Yeah. They're just really fast learners and they're excited for anything you give their way. Um, and that's how me and Janelle is like, Hey, I don't know how to do that yet, but let me figure it out. Janelle's going to fact find for us and then I will implement yeah. it and just go with it and say yes. Yeah. So together we're a dream team. Yes, <laughs> for sure. So we'll end on that note. Um, for this week's episode, we're going to have a surprise on the juice this week. Um, we're going to finish up this conversation over on the juice. So if you would like to listen to that, our Patreon channel is patreon.com forward slash juicy closers for less than a cup of coffee. You can get access to special episodes and some Q and a time with us. We're still growing the community, really excited about um, connecting with people on Patreon. So Go on over there if you'd like to hear the rest of our conversation about personality. Thanks, Juicy Closers listeners, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. So listen, would you like to be a little bit more in the know with us and get some special juice for free? We have a newsletter just for listeners that we'd love to give you. Just go to our website, defysales.com forward slash updates to subscribe. Juicy Closers is brought to you by Defy Sales. It is written and hosted by Tina Gray and Janelle Holden. Produced and edited by Julie Tran, creative writer Valeska Griffiths. Music for this episode composed by Drew Pigeon. And special thanks to Tijuana Ship and Eloisa Villanueva.